handoff to Jonathan oh. Taylor. Hughes hole. He's at the 30. He's going to go. 10, 5, touchdown. Jonathan Taylor made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Pater. And a one-handed INT. Are you kidding me? Kenny Moore. What a play by Naheem Hines. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Well, today, earlier today, it was announced that wide receiver from the New England Patriots, Nikhil Harry, has requested a trade. Now, if you remember, Nikhil Harry was a former first-round pick a few years ago by New England, 32nd overall in the 2019 draft, and it's kind of been looking like uh, he hasn't lived up to form right quite yet, you know, w- with New England. And so only 23 years old. Now we'll be entering year three in the NFL. It looks like he may be finding a new home. And so like we do with, with any player that potentially could, you know, be a guy that the Colts could look at, we're going to talk about it real fast. We're going to talk about potentially why the Colts maybe would make a trade for Harry, potentially against why the Colts would maybe not make look to make a trade for Nikhil Harry. So, Derek, let's start with some of the reasons why potentially the Colts could look to go after a guy like Nikhil Harry. What do you think? Well, I mean, it, it well, first we'll kind of just mention the age. I mean, yes. this guy is younger than me. And he's younger than both of us, which mm-hmm. is quite crazy to think about. You know, I mean, this kid is, ironically enough, everyone, he has the, a birthday that is a day before mine. I was joking with Cody about that before we started. But uh, yeah, I mean, was born in 97, so he's 23 years old. I mean, that's insane. I mean, the kid is very young. So, you know, there's always still that untapped potential, you know, in an athlete that, you know, I mean, a lot of people, I wouldn't necessarily say they had this kid as a uh, solidified number one receiver, but this obviously was one of the top wide receivers uh, drafted in the 2019 draft. I mean, there was a lot of expectation on him coming out of Arizona state. And, you know, I'll let you piggyback off this point. Maybe we can move Mm -hmm. on to some more points, but you mentioned it, how the idea of a fresh start, you know, is good for a lot of players and especially for somebody maybe in Nikhil Harry situation. Cause remember you and I were talking about it off air. I mentioned how, you know, new England's not for everyone. You know, not everybody thrives in Bill Belichick's system. And, you know, he had to deal with some injuries and some other stuff, which we'll talk about here later. But, you know, not everybody fits in a system for Bill Belichick. And, you know, he could be a good wide receiver in other systems, but, you know, just didn't feel like the right fit for uh, Nikhil Harry right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, I totally, yeah, I, I feel you there. Like, you know, even with Tom Brady, it felt like he he was more of a tight ends quarterback. Like at this point, he used more of his tight ends than he does his wide receivers. So you have to wonder, okay, with how much the Patriots like to run the football, how much was that really limiting to kill Harry, Harry's production, right? You got to do wonder that. Obviously, there are faults in to kill Harry, and we'll get to those. But you do have to wonder, man, like, did the, did the Patriots use him in the ways that maybe – they should have used him more. You know what I mean? Because he's got all the talent in the world. And this is kind of, you know, can piggyback into the next kind of point. This dude is 
absolutely talented. I mean, he's six foot four, two twenty five. So he's very similar, actually, in size to Michael Pittman, which is interesting. He's definitely one of those guys that's uh, a physical freak, and that was the big thing coming out of college. I think Arizona State coming out of Arizona State a few years ago, people were like, "This dude." is a monster. Like he is a monster of a wide receiver. He was like killing dudes in college. Like he was just insane. And so just to see him not put it all together yet, has been actually a little bit puzzling because this dude was just dominant at Arizona state. Absolutely dominant. He had all, you know, all the projections that he was going to be a number one wide receiver in this league. And so it's just kind of puzzling only a few years later that now, you know, he he's potentially going to move on to his second NFL team only in his third year, which is absolutely crazy. But yeah, I mean, overall, this dude has so much potential. Um, I mean, I feel like it's just swelling up at this point. And I think this also can lead Derek into another point, talking about how physically gifted he is. He's probably not going to cost a whole lot in terms of his contract because he's only entering year three of a four-year contract, potentially could pick up a fifth-year contract. He's not going to cost that much money in the grand scheme of things when you think about it, man. Um, He's not going to cost a lot for the Colts. We know how much the Colts are going to have to pay guys here coming up real quickly here. Um, But you're not going to have to pay a guy like Nikhil Harry. And, you know, at the worst-case scenario, uh, you just don't re-sign him after a couple years, right? And also just from a compensation standpoint, I mean, the fact that Nikhil Harry is requesting a trade, I do wonder how much New England, you know, if New England was going to get a whole lot out of him to begin with, I wonder how like less now because he's made it public, how much less they're going to be able to get out of him. So I feel like the Colts could potentially, if they wanted to, obviously, they could get a, a, for a former number one or a first round pick, excuse me, for a fourth, fifth, sixth round pick. I mean, Obviously, it depends what other teams are offering, but actually could get him. 49ers is, uh, was the first team that reporters have been talking about that's been calling, and okay. apparently it sounds like a fifth or a sixth. Yeah, so like that's virtually nothing virtually for a nothing guy. For, for that, a that young see, 23-year-old athlete. Yeah. That just seems like such a thing that Ballard likes to do. He likes to just tap into that potential of guys because they feel like they have such a great system, and they do, um, and they have such great, you know, coordinators and stuff that they can coach up these guys, just give them talent, you know, and they can mold those guys into what they want to do. So I think for those reasons, it's like, why wouldn't you take a flyer, a fifth or sixth round pick? I mean, I'm going to be honest, you're not going to get a guy that talented in the fifth or sixth round nine times out of 10. It's just right. not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there are exceptions to that, but it just seems like if that's really all that New England's going like, to ask for and that's the highest, it's worth it in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the, the possibility of something like that, you know, getting a young 23-year-old for, you know, practically nothing for a wide receiver spot because, you know, I mean, in a, in a year or two, T.Y. Hilton's not going to be there. You still have right. questions about the durability of some of your wide receivers. So ultimately, you know, that's the big question. You know, do you think Nikhil Harry can provide some more of that depth at that fifth, sixth receiver spot? I think with the potential of his ability, has the potential to eventually be maybe our fourth wide receiver or something of that nature. But I mean, we can go into the negatives unless you have something. Another that just point. brought up 
Yeah, that just brought up something potentially. Uh, you mentioned fourth or fifth wide receiver. That could be so good for taking the pressure off of him too, right? He was viewed as a number one wide receiver potentially in New England when they drafted him. Yeah. And so to go to a spot now where he's the number four, number five wide receiver, that could just help take that you know first-round pressure off of him, kind of similar how we've seen with some of the guys the Colts have brought in. You know, obviously, I know there's there's some potential bad blood with Eric Ebron and some Colts fans and whatnot, but it was kind of that same way, right? Where Eric Ebron went to Indianapolis and the pressure was so much less initially. And I think that was really good for Eric Ebron in that first year. And he thrived, man. It gave him the opportunity to really thrive. Who knows? Maybe that's the same way with Nikhil Harry here, where he doesn't have a whole lot of pressure and he can really show what he's made of here with Indianapolis. So I think that that's another point. Yeah. Well, I mean, couple of those positives as to why you would want to maybe bring in a guy like that kind of leads into a few of the negatives here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll kind of mention the first one. I'll kind of mention two, cause I kind of brought two of them up at the same time here. Right. The first one is what makes us think that Nikhil Harry wants to be a fourth or fifth wide receiver, right? I mean, he was mm-hmm. drafted in the first round, you know, a kid that was drafted to be this great athlete, and be this great wide receiver, and all of a sudden he he probably still has it in his head that he could be a number one somewhere, just not in New England. I don't know where his mindset's at. I don't know if, you know, ultimately when it comes to New England, New England has the absolute might on where he goes, right? I mean, it's not yeah. like it not like he really can do a whole lot to really influence the decision on where he ends up going. But, you know, New England will just take the best offer they can get for him and just put him in a place that's not in the division, most likely. Um, So, you know, there's the question of, does he actually want to be a fourth wide receiver for us right now? Because obviously T.Y. Hilton, Zach Paschal, and Michael Pittman have higher ceilings and a better uh, possible are much better now than what Nikhil Harry is right now. And then we Mm -hmm. have Paris Campbell coming in who we think can, if he stays healthy is going to be a really good gadget player. So where does Nikhil Harry fit in the system? That's the first problem. And the second problem was, you know, I talked about depth and I talked about the reliability of our wide receivers. This guy's no exception. This guy's no different. Now to all due respect to Nikhil Harry, he almost quit football because of his concussion history. He has head trauma issues. Okay. He said that after this, uh, in the middle of last year, he almost quit football altogether. Like I said, I was almost done because I didn't want to, you know, potentially put my, put my life on the line one more time. But then, you know, that kind of subsided and he wants to still continue to play. He's had a lot of injury concerns, and especially, you know, we keep talking about the head, man. The head injury thing is so mm. scary nowadays. You know, it's it's different if guys are getting their knees blown out or their, their Achilles every now and again or their ankles or whatnot. You can repair stuff like that, and you can, you know, still live on to have a normal, healthy life with those kinds of injuries. But when you're talking about head injuries, man, that that's scary. And, mm. you know, to think – we already have an issue with keeping our wide receivers healthy to put to potentially take on that risk of Nikhil Harry having even more issues with that. I don't know if that's a risk that Chris Ballard wants to take on that. Hmm. 
Yeah, I see both sides of it. Like I do. I see like potential, the potential's all there, but then the injury history, especially. Yeah. I mean, that was something we even argued when we talked about Jalen Phillips in the draft, man. That's something that's exact conversation we had. And that's the reason it's interesting now, because that's the reason why I was kind of out on him. I was a little bit scared about that. I didn't realize it was to that point. I guess I haven't really looked a whole lot into Nikhil Harry. But that's a very interesting point that that I didn't realize. So that that makes me a little bit more like, eh, I don't know. Um, but I think, you know, for me, it's kind of like how much, uh, I don't know. I, I'm torn with it now um, because I'm like the potential's there. You give no, virtually nothing. You get a talented wide receiver. But there are negatives with that. And I think it's just if Chris Ballard does it, it's definitely a risk. But like. I think it's a better risk if it's only a fourth, fifth round pick as opposed to, you know, a high round pick or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, he hasn't really been that productive either. Um, so let's not pretend like he has with New England. And you brought up a good point. I mean, I talked about how bad, you know, the, the Patriots passing offense was last year. The Keel Harry really wasn't that productive. He only had 33 catches for 309 yards. Season prior with New England, he was not that great either. He was kind of a disappointment as a rookie. Um, he only had 12 catches for 105 yards, man. Um, that's more than T.Y. Hilton had um, in some games this last year. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, if that tells you anything right there. So, uh, yeah, this is such an interesting guy to me because obviously Ballard and company will have to do their homework on him if they do indeed are interested. But you know what? I'm kind of I'm kind of torn on it. I really am. And it, it at this point, I think it just comes down to being chalked down for, you know, I mean, Ballard a lot of times, outside of a few players, the only reason that Ballard got into a bidding war with the with a couple other teams for Carson Wentz earlier this last offseason was because Frank Reich told him to have confidence in him. He had confidence in Carson Wentz and Chris Fowler took him at his word and he went a little extra to try and force a trade, even though we later found out that it, there really wasn't much of a second bidder. You know, Chicago was always in that mix, but at that point we didn't know that. But nevertheless, like, you know, if, if Nikhil was a free agent, then absolutely I would say that Ballard would be jumping all over the possibility of getting a guy like this for a couple million and say, yeah, let's bring him in. Let's see what he can do. You never know. 6'4", 225 pounds can be a possession wide receiver. I mean, that's exactly what an offense needs. And for a guy like Carson Wentz to be able to have a big target, that certainly wouldn't hurt. But, you know, when you're talking about, especially with New England, I mean, I got to imagine the amount of negotiation that that has to take to deal with new England and going through their system. I could just imagine Chris Ballard just saying, yeah, I'll ignore that drama. Honestly, (laughs) I I don't even see it. I just barely see him making a call, you know, like probably just calling just to see kind of what the offer is. And like, if they have to get into a bidding war for this guy, they're not going to do it. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah. I mean, I I see it. I see what you're saying. And I I agree with it. If he was a free agent, I think I'd be more inclined to say this is more of a Ballard move, but yeah, he's not going to, he's not the type that'll get into a bidding war. He won't panic. I mean, they already have a big possession wide receiver in Pittman. Uh, They already have guys that they, you know, guys they just drafted these last couple of years in Patman and obviously in Strawn who they just drafted. So it's not like they don't have big body wide receivers, um, but I think I'm just always so intrigued with, with just the size 
and the pure skill of these guys. So I see both sides of it. But yeah, I think I think you're right here. I think you're right on the nose here. Uh, I don't think he's going to make a call. Um, and if he does, and if he gets into a bidding war, I don't think Ballard's going to try to outperform for a guy that's been very inconsistent up to this point, has had some injury concerns. And, uh, you know, who knows, man? I mean, the Colts have already had someone um, who, who who wanted to move on to other things rather than football, right? And obviously we know we don't want to bring back old wounds here, but, you know, how much of that are you willing to to, to bet on a guy like that? Um, that that's a, that's definitely a, a point that I think uh, we need to talk about for sure as well. If the, if the Colts were to make that trade and the conversation, obviously, if, if they're wanting to go after him, they're going to have to have as well. But yeah, um, I think that makes sense. I think we touched on all everything around Nikhil Harry, around the situation. Does it make sense for the Colts? So what do you guys think? Do you think Nikhil Harry should be potentially on the Colts radar? Do you think like us, maybe not? You think maybe the Colts kind of stay out of that drama, not really, not really be that interested in him? Let us know in the comments below. But that'll do it for this one, guys. Thanks for tuning in so much. And as always, go Colts. Yeah.